Don't worry, Joe. You're a superb manager. Really? Superb. Keep it up, Lucas. Superb. Say it again. Superb. Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. Uh, back for another... I'm, I'm going to stop referring to these as reviews, although I believe in the title. It'll still say a review because then you kind of know what you're getting in for. But I don't really give grades or anything like that. So is it an actual review if I'm not scoring it in any way? Anyway, my name is David. And yes, we are going to discuss an album today but first we'll get the social media stuff out of the way if you want to go ahead follow us on twitter at growing punk pod we're also found on instagram at growing up punk uh, myself i'm on instagram and twitter at david growing up and uh, aaron the other guy here on this show regularly he's on instagram at aaron grew up punk anyway we are here to talk about a band a band that formed out of the ashes of another band specifically That band was called Rest Repose. Uh, You may actually recognize their guitar player as a man named Fluff. His actual name's Ryan, I believe, but nicknamed Fluff from his YouTube channel, Riffs, Beards, and Gear. If you're in the, you know, hard music, guitar playing sort of YouTube world, you've probably come across some of his videos. But we're not here to talk about YouTube. Uh, We're here to talk about the debut album from his band, his new band that was formed out of his old band called Dragged Under. The album's called The World Is In Your Way. So let's go. So first and foremost, my thoughts on this album. Um, It's littered with influences from pop punk to metalcore to new metal. In fact, uh, it sounds like some of the best music from the late 90s and early 2000s. Like they all got together in a dirty bar bathroom hookup and dragged under is the love child that came to be out of that little bar bathroom hookup. Uh, And you know what? 
we're thankful for it. <laughs> there aren't a lot of, you know, like lyrical treasures on here. I didn't find anyways. The lyrics aren't bad. They're just not the strong suit. They're just not the, you know, the, the strength of the album. They deal mostly with staying true to yourself and sort of, you know, relationships and stuff and not letting others drag you down or getting dragged under, if you will. So it's intriguing to me that that gets said and then their band's called Dragged Under. So maybe in the end they got dragged under and now they regret it. I don't know. Um, but we're here to look at some of these songs. We're going to look at a few of these songs. I could go through the album. It's only nine songs. But we'll, we'll, we'll pick and choose a few, starting with the song Roots. Welcome to the fashion show. Fuck what you did to her and tell me who you know. Sign a contract so you can't leave us when you grow. We are you now. Make no mistake. Better look them in the eye to what they say for your career's sake. Who do you think you are? Would you change everything about yourself just to be a star? Fuck a rock just to get an audition. Now, I feel like this song for the band kind of displays, you know, that new metal influence that I was talking about kind of the most. Um, it has elements of Rage Against the Machine, who admittedly, they're not a new metal band. And I'm sure, you know, big Rage Against the Machine fans would get mad at me for saying something about including new metal and then saying, hey, Rage Against the Machine. But you can't deny that Rage Against the Machine influenced some pretty big new metal bands for better or for worse, uh, including Limp Biscuit, which I also hear a lot on this song, um, especially in the delivery of the verses. But you know, it's it's got the groove of like Rage Against the Machine with I don't I don't know the word the cadence maybe of Limp Biscuit. I don't know with without the the Fred Durst ridiculousness, if that makes sense. The chorus helps the song really open up with a melody that I could hear actually on a Sum 41 track back in the day. Uh, in fact, if you close your eyes, vocalist Anthony Capacci, I don't know if I said that right, uh, but he could pass for a Derek Wibley replacement at times on this record. You kind of hear it and you go, whoa, whoa. And I mean, that's not, you know, anything to, I, I don't think he's going out of his way to try and sound like different people, maybe to an extent, but at this point, like singing like this, I don't think he's going, hey, I want to do you know, my, my best Derek Wibley impersonation, but there are times where it's pretty spot on. Uh, lyrically, the song fits into that theme that I was mentioning earlier of staying true to yourself, uh, especially with this song in the music industry and going back to your roots. And, you know, maybe maybe someone's telling you, oh, if you want more success, you should be more this way. And then them just saying, screw that. We just want to be this way. Um, it's catchy in the right places. It's heavy in all the right places. It grooves. Again, that's the Rage Against the Machine thing. For me, anyways, the heaviness and the groove. Uh, but yeah, all in all, Roots is a, is a pretty pretty killer track. It's uh, it's not the first track on the album, um, and the album actually takes off right from the get-go, uh, but this is the first song on the album that I always kind of go, yeah, here we are. Next song on the album that I want to talk about actually is the next song. It's called Here for War.
my kind of immediate thoughts on this song is that the riffs in this song just bang so hard. Um, there's a couple different riffs that they that they've come up with this song, and each and every like from one to the next, you kind of go, yes, please more. Uh, the chorus, as is the case with a lot of the songs on the record, the chorus is slick. Uh, in fact, it reminds me this maybe this is like kind of. Um, a pretty small scope, but it reminds me of Love and Death. I don't know if you remember that band, Love and Death, uh, featuring what Head from Corn. Um, he went and did fronted a project uh, from a number of years ago. The vocals and the the whole course, it's just huge. The vocal delivery is solid. The start of the second verse actually really reminds me of their only chasing safety era of Under Oath, and that's not the only time this happens on the record this time specifically it's more just vocal delivery again there's so many different influences vocally on this record and musically that you can just kind of hear things here and there that really jump out um an interesting thing i'm sure it's a typo but looking at the lyrics on genius.com the lyrics uh, in the chorus say now i've got a chance to right your wrongs but uh, the word right is spelled as if you're writing something. W-R-I-T-E. We don't typically write someone's wrongs um, by writing them down. You write them by taking something that was wrong and, and doing the right thing, right? If that's accurate, though, the way that it's written down on Genius and it's not just a typo, the lyric uh, makes it sound more like now he can write about all the time someone has wronged him, like a release, like as if... You know, he, he, he all of a sudden found an outlet. This was all pent up inside, and now he can go, no, I'm going to get it out through music, which is something that's, you know, incredible about music. If you're a fan of music, you know that. You know that um, music is an excellent release, and if you've ever written music, you know that it's even, you know, a, a whole other level of release when you can actually go through something and write something about it and get your thoughts out. So I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, if if that's actually the case and it's not just a typo, uh, I'm going to hold true and say, yeah, I think I think that's what he's getting at, and that's pretty great. And speaking of Under Oath again, uh, the song Instability, which is the next one on the record, actually sounds uh, like it could have been an Under Oath song also. And uh, in that song, the breakdown is absolutely disgusting. Uh, it's not like a not disgusting in like a you know huge like oh hardcore breakdown sort of thing. Just when it hits that low guitar and they let it ring out every time. First time I heard it, like come on, and I was listening in the car. I just wanted to make stank faces all over the because I'm, yes, please, this is fantastic. That leads us to the next song. On the record, well, technically I just briefly mentioned one there, so it's not the next song on the record, but the next one we're going to talk about in a little more in-depth is the song Chelsea. There I go again repeating my mistakes. You give your heart to me with trust that it won't break. Anticipate apologies, happiness not guaranteed. Try to make peace with my past, but it's my enemy. Refuse to speak with me, can't look in my eyes. When you see someone staring back that you don't recognize. Let's cover my face, I feel so out of place. But you're still by my side to catch me when I fall from grace. Hey, Chelsea.
So this is a song that I think shows how this album can actually truly shine. Um, we've mentioned some 41, or I should say I've mentioned some 41 on this episode in this discussion already. Uh, it, but this song, it, when, when you put it on, honestly, if you've ever listened to some 41 or even rise against, it actually reminds me of as well. You could instantly go, okay, yep. Yep. I can hear that influence. And it's the only song on the album. That's really just a straight up pop punk song. Um, I could see it. Maybe it's gotten radio play somewhere. I don't know if pop punk really gets on the radio a ton these days anymore, um, but you know it, it has that feel to the song for sure. Uh, the melody in the verse, it might be the first kind of melody on the album where I really go, okay, okay, because the verses on a lot of the songs are typically you know a little more chaotic, right? And then the chorus is just a giant hook on pretty much every song. Uh, and so with this song, I feel like we get an opportunity to uh, you know, look a little differently at the band, and the melody of that verse um, is is pretty dang good. The it's a little noxious. The chorus, though, I find, but that's kind of the way the album goes. It's not not necessarily a bad thing. I think maybe it just feels a little more the case in this song because you're not you know it's not accompanied by the chaotic verses that you find uh, on the other songs. I also have a love hate relationship with the bridge of this song because on one hand I really like it. Uh, it fits the song great. The lyrics fit. I like it. But on the other hand, all I can hear is that it sounds like it's lifted straight from Weezer's No One Else off of the Blue Album. Maybe it's just me. Uh, this is actually where the album kind of takes a break for a couple of songs for me, though, because after Chelsea, the next two songs, I kind of go, uh, I don't know if I'm just maybe starting to get a little worn out at that point. Like Chelsea feels like it could be this refreshing song, and then they sort of just get back into what they were doing before, which they were doing really well on the first, you know, chunk of the album and then these next two songs maybe just they're doing it but not to the same level of excellence but that does lead us into the final track on the album and the final track we're going to talk about called the hardest drug Reaction to me 
Now, for one thing, we're back to the sick riffs and grooves on this song. Uh, lyrically, real quickly, I feel like um, you know it's it, it's written about someone who's in love with someone who has a, a drug addiction is kind of the idea I get from the lyrics. There, there aren't, I couldn't find lyrics online. I'm sure I could have dug a little harder, um, but I couldn't, couldn't come up with anything. So just kind of like listening through the song, that's sort of the vibe I get that, you know, like, A, this person is the hardest drug for him to quit um, because he's in love with them, and B, the reason why he needs to quit that person is because they're damaging to themselves whether it's through actual, you know, drug addiction or you know, using it as a metaphor sort of thing, um, but yeah. So kind of lyrically, it's it's. I would like to see more on that. Maybe as time goes by, the lyrics will come out. I just haven't seen them yet. But while the vocal delivery isn't my favorite on the song, specifically in that first pre-chorus, gets a little weird for me. Not huge on it, which is funny because the second pre-chorus is actually really awesome. Uh, I do love that the groove is back to finish this record up because, um, you know, there's not really groove in Chelsea necessarily. And then the next two songs kind of are a little lost on me. So we're bringing it back here. Uh, the finish of this song, especially, you know, kind of where it drops out and gets quiet. It kind of comes back in with a bit of a guitar riff that doesn't fit what I'm about to say, uh, or a lead line or whatever. But all in all, I do find like once the song kind of drops out, gets quiet all the way through the end, it reminds me quite a bit of the used, which is fitting, uh, because to, to celebrate the release of this album, these guys opened for the used on a tour. So that's pretty awesome. And they do, you know, there, there are some similar spots on the album to the used where the used would kind of, in like breakdowns of songs, they would get a little chaotic, a little, you know, Burt McCracken would start doing this kind of manic screaming sort of stuff uh, at different times. But it, it also reminds me a little bit of going back to, you know, kind of that uh, new metal phase uh, of bands like. Uh, was it disturbed? I think on one or two of their, you know, or maybe even stained on some of their earlier stuff. Anyway, uh, just kind of this manic sort of screaming in like not really musical bridges, just a little chaotic. I don't know. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but all in all, I'd say I, I think the album ends off pretty good. Um, it, you know, it's definitely not the best closing track I've heard of all time, but it is definitely. Um, I, I appreciate that it comes back around. Otherwise, if you know it was kind of Chelsea, and then the three songs that finished the album were all kind of bland, you know that's that's not good. You're just going to stop. You're going to you're going to stop part way through. So it gets you through to the end of the album, which brings us, brings me to my final thoughts on this record. Now, all in all, as I mentioned, it's a nine song record. It's not long. It's a good listen. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because there are so many different influences on here. In fact, I look at, you know, you, you put the music on and, and you hear influences from, as I've mentioned, Sum 41, Rise Against. Um, I've also mentioned, who else on here? Under Oath, Rage Against the Machine, even Limp Bizkit, uh, even to, to an extent maybe, you know, other new metal artists. Uh, just, you know, all sorts of different um, influences on the record. But when you look at it, you see the cover art, and the cover art makes me think like, oh, it's just going to be a straight up, you know, pop punk, maybe skate punk sort of, you know, with like what appears to be uh, a drawing of a Converse Chuck Taylor uh, shoe, gum stuck to the bottom of it. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be more of just like a straight up something in the realm of just straight up punk album, which it definitely has those features on it. Um, but it's it's so much more. Uh, than than that, which is what I think is definitely 
the strength of this album. It does drag for a couple of songs towards the end, but it finishes strong, as I mentioned. And my only real complaint about this record kind of as a whole is how formulaic it gets. Each song basically features that kind of chaotic, manic, screaming, verse sort of deal, which sometimes, sometimes he sounds more like he's almost on the verge of rapping. I don't know if I'd fully jump in and say he's rapping. Followed, though, by you know a chorus that he's singing, and it's wide open. And so it does get a little formulaic. But having said that, this is the formula for most of the bands that they seem to take influence from. So it's not a surprise when you hear it. But I also think they bring in enough influences that vary that it adds a fair amount of you know flavor to the album, uh, helping to keep it from getting too repetitive and eventually too bland because of that repetition. So it is you know kind of like one little complaint and critique I have, keeping in mind that this is also their first you know album. It, I guess you call this a full length. It's definitely longer than an EP. But we don't even reach ten songs. But whatever, you know, it is what it is. It's it's really good. Uh, it's it's a it's a fun listen if you're into, you know, music that kind of pulls from different areas and mixes them well in a cohesive record. This is for you. If you're into any one of those genres, I think you should give it a listen as well. Uh, it's it's fresh. It's all in all, yeah. Like I said, these aren't reviews. I'm not about to score this or give it a grade. But uh, those, those are my thoughts on uh, the, the, the debut, the brand new album from Dragged Under called The World Is In Your Way. So that's going to wrap it up. Remember, you can go follow us on Twitter at Growing Punk Pod on Instagram at Growing Up Punk. If there's an album that you want me to review or if there's a band you want us to discuss, let us know. Those are the best ways to get a hold of us. And wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you rate it, review it. Um, share it with your friends. The ratings and reviews help us get the show into more ears, so that's always huge. We would love that. Subscribe wherever you're listening. And uh, yeah, if you're listening on YouTube, go listen on your favorite podcast app because the YouTube show doesn't feature any music. If you want to hear music while we talk about it, best bet, go get it on a podcast app. That will do it for me, though. So, uh, adios. I know it.